to Gospel Pursuits broadcast. Slightly delayed today, slightly messing around with graphics and things like that, which I should perhaps shouldn't do in the last sec- few seconds of uh, broadcasting, but I've been waiting for my um, friends in Kenya, but we haven't been able to hook up today, so that's why I've been slightly delayed. That's all good. We are on uh, an interesting topic. I'm just going to faff with this because I really don't like that there. There we go. That's better, isn't it? 
this is uh, one of those uh, broadcasts that I think I'm just going to chill to. We won't be long because um, I've got plenty of things to do today. I, I hope you guys uh, understand that. Um, but uh, we've got uh, an interesting topic today, I think. So anyways, it's I, uh, we di- I was able to do um, 6 a.m. prayer for our church this morning, which is always an honor and a privilege um, to be able to do that. And um, I, I spent a few minutes for the last 15 minutes or so, I just had this like urgency to preach on faith. Uh, I, I've never really had that before. Sometimes I, I, I um, get topics or I get um, things that I like to do and and things like that in advance, but it just kind of rose up for me to, to preach on faith. And um, I've been watching a lot of uh, a, a minister called um, Keith Moore. If you've never heard of Faith Life uh, Church in Branson, Missouri, or I think it's in Sarasota as well, Florida, um, a guy called Keith Moore. He he was a uh, uh, he worked a lot with Brother Hagen. Um, did a lot of healing school for the uh, Brother Hagen. Um, he sang. He ministered. He he writes songs. Uh, you probably, as a British person, might not like the the music because it's very old style, old school kind of um, Christian songs. But th- they're very anointed. And um, there's just some some of the stuff he wrote is just so good. Um, Anyways, that's not my point. My point being is he ministers and talks a lot on faith. Um, and I really would encourage you. He's got a great series on YouTube called Faith School. And it's, again, it's it's very, very, um, I don't want to call it cheesy because that sounds like I'm saying something's wrong with it. That's not my point at all. My point is it's very like, uh, it's a schoolroom based, very Americanized, very kind of thing. But the content is, I mean, honestly, Keith Moore is second to none talking about things like faith. I, 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 I can't get over how simple he makes it. Uh, and obviously, something Jesus himself um, in a vision told Jesus, um, Jesus told Brother Hagen in a vision once that if this word that people are preaching is complicated, they didn't get it from me. If you look at what Jesus talked about, he talked about simple things. And uh, Brother Keith Moore is so good at that. And I, I love, I love, uh, you know, I've never met him or anything like that. It's just, it's just one of those things. I've just watched his ministry over the years because obviously you c- YouTube, you can do that. Um, and he, what what's really awesome about what he does on YouTube as well is th- there's like sermons that he does from a Sunday morning. And it could be like 10, 11, 12 weeks long, um, all about faith. So when I preach on faith, I look at these guys who've gone before me and I think, gosh, I, I'm only scratching a, a tiny bit of the surface when, when we talk about faith in on this broadcast or on anything that I've done concerning faith. So when I talk about faith, when I minister on faith, when I preach on faith, a lot of the time what my role and my desire is to stir you up to go out and live a life of faith because, you know, we all know that without faith it's impossible to please God. So the lifestyle of faith or the life of faith that we need to live as believers is a, a constant thing. It's not something that you just box off for a Sunday. It's not something you just box off for, um, uh, you know, a prayer time. Uh, you know, I'm going to get in faith. Now, a lifestyle means that you live it. You see, there are different lifestyles we can live in the natural. You can live a, a, a lifestyle, if you're a different lifestyle, if you're a doctor, then perhaps if you're a janitor, you have different levels of income. But you see, our income or our um, uh, productivity is all based around 
our connection with God, and our connection with God is only through faith. That connection to God is 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 grace, it's mercy, it's all the things that He's done for us through Jesus Christ. But you can't access any of that except through faith. And as I say, Brother Keith is 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 exceptional on teaching a lot of this stuff. But we're going to look at one particular aspect today and I, I i i don't know if i'm going to stay on faith for a while i might even try and find some clips of brother keith just to kind of like show you uh, or not show you but to kind of bounce off of some of his ideas i might do that next week I, i'm I'll, this is all new to me uh, i in terms of uh, i never, i've not thought these things through so i'm just i'm just chatting this is more of a relaxed chat podcast i think um and i would love to hear what you guys think if you do go out and look at, at, at people like Brother Keith and all these other different ministers that talk about Brother Hagen is, is a, a wonderful uh, person to listen to when it comes to faith. And we talk about faith, um, you know, how, you know, people, olden kind of preaching would be you need to have faith, you need to have faith. But uh, the big question always is how do I get faith? What is faith? What What's the point of it? I mean, Jesus in Mark eleven twenty three said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Tr- and, and was he basically just saying trust God? Well, the Greek actually can, it kind of goes a little bit deeper and it, it and actually could be translated this way. Have the God kind of faith. So the God kind of faith, Paul talks about it in Ephesians as being imitators of God. We're to imitate God. So we need to find out what God did to see results happen. And of course, you look in the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. <coughs> Whenever something's started in the Bible, it's a very good indication as to what it is meant to carry on like. So God, when he created the earth, he created the earth with, how did he do it? He spoke. He didn't get his hands dirty. He spoke things into existence. He framed the world into existence, Hebrews talks about. So faith is very crucial if we're going to use the God kind of faith, we one need to know how God uses it. You know, Jesus said in, to the centurion that that was the greatest faith he'd ever seen in all of Israel was when the centurion said, speak the word only. See, there's many manifestations and connections and there's, act, there's act, faith is action. But the highest level of faith is just speaking God's word and believing it to come to pass. Without a doubt, the word of God will come to pass. You know, God, Jesus is coming back. We are going to heaven. Every knee shall bow. The word of God will come to pass. But to get it engaged into your life and operating it, and, and so you're in a place of accessing it. If you access it, how, how amazing would your life be if suddenly you are using the God kind of faith? See, Mark 11, 22 and 23 says what to do with the God kind of faith. Now, we know in Hebrews 11, verse 1, it talks about faith is substance or the substance of things hoped for. That word hoped for is absolutely expect. The substance of things hoped for, the, the things that you're expecting, the things that you can't see in the five physical sense realm right now can come to pass or come into reality if you can use the God kind of faith correctly. And the God kind of faith is so simple, we misunderstand it. You see, the woman with the issue of blood said this. She said, if I can touch the hem of the garment, I will be made whole. She's operating in the God kind of faith. 
Now we might preach, well, the word if is, is, is the badge of doubt. But well, no, not in that context for her. She was saying, if I can do this one thing, I know that if I can connect to him that way, I will get healed. And the results came. And Jesus said, what this? Your faith has made you whole. And he says that time and time and time again. We, we want to look at Jesus as being this this ultimate superhero guy who just walked on the face of this earth and pressed a button here and someone got healed and pressed something there and someone got healed. Well, he was reliant, just as we are, on people's faith to receive. He, he went to his hometown of Nazareth and he preached and he taught and he tried to heal the sick and they, they just, just rebelled against it and he could only heal a few minor ailments. So what did he do? He had to go around teaching and preaching the word of God around the thing because we know by he uh, Romans ten seventy said that the word of God comes uh, sorry faith comes by hearing and hearing the rhema the spoken word of God the anointed word of God. So you and I must connect to the word of God. So that the word of God comes and seeps into us. What did Joshua get to meditate on this, this word day and night? And then you will go out and be prosperous. Why would he go out and be prosperous after he's meditated on the word of God? Because there's something in the word of God that creates faith and trust and action. So, Because faith is without works is dead. So you must act out your faith. And the highest level of acting out of your faith, or even the first place you start by acting out your faith, is by speaking. Power of life and death is what? It's in the tongue. God stood before Israel, the whole of Israel in the desert. And I, he said, I've laid out you. I've laid out this book. I've laid out the law. I've la laid everything out. It, it's got blessing and it's got cursing. It's got life. It's got death. And he said, choose life. Focus on life. I was listening to a guy, a random Instagram video. And he was talking about how skiers... And they go through the, 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 these tight tree lines and forests and they just go down at a, a rapid pace. And he was saying like this, if you taught the skier, don't hit the tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree. Our brains are wired to hook onto that negative and do what it says in the opposite way. So if you say, don't look at this, or okay, let's, let's use the, the example he said. If I say to you, don't think about an elephant, what are you thinking about right now? An elephant. Your brain automatically goes to what I told you not to do. That's the sin nature in man. We automatically. So this is the problem with the church preaching sin. If you preach against adultery, if you preach against all the different other lifestyles in your church, and just hammer and hammer and hammer it, suddenly all of that stuff will start happening, because people will immediately start thinking about it. If you preach sin to your people, people will think on sin. What you meditate on and think about seeps down into your heart, comes out of your mouth. And before you know it, your faith is activated in the negative and you're acting out these things that you shouldn't have been thinking about in the first place. That's why TV is so, so important. In, in, in shaping the minds of the generations. That's what the devil uses it for, to shape the minds. If he can get you thinking about it, there is a, a very good chance that if you think about it, you'll start talking about it and you will believe it and then you will say it and then you will believe what you say and then you will act it out. That's why so many marriages fail. That's why kids rebel because we're tempted to do something. So back to the analogy of the skier. He, this man was just saying, well, how do you teach a skier not to hit the trees? You tell them to look at the snow. 
they, if you talk to them about trees, they'll hit a tree. But no, you talk to them about the snow. Follow the snow. Follow the path. Follow the path in front of you. See, if we as believers would teach people how to follow the path that God's put before you, the steps of the ordered are the righteous are ordered of the Lord. You will focus on the path and you will focus less on thinking about the things that are offside of the path and therefore you will not stray off the path. Focus. I mean, this is uh, this is what we are preaching yesterday. Paul said, I press towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. If we're pressing towards the high calling and our focus is on his assignment, his plan for our lives, our faith is is getting geared to that because we're thinking about it, we're talking about it. This is why um, I believe that, uh, you know, we're ta- is it, I don't know if it's Habakkuk or, or whatever. What, there's a Bible verse in the Bible that says, write the vision down so the runner can run with it. So we write the vision down so we can look at it. But beyond that, once this is what the Bible talks about meditating, you look at the Word of God, you meditate on it. And of course, that word meditation means what? Mutter. Chew the cud, I think it actually means. So you're constantly talking about it. Now, people go, why would I do that? That's crazy. I don't believe what I say. I don't believe what I say. I don't believe what, well, you believe in it now. You're believing that you don't believe it. And so nothing happens for you. Meditate, you know, you do it all the time. If you've ever seen that Faulty Towers episode of, of Basil Faulty just kicking the, the whatever out of his car because it's and talking to a car and calling it all sorts of names, kicking it, bashing it with a tree branch and all that kind of stuff. We don't we look at that and think, oh, that's a bit funny, but we don't go put him in a mental asylum, do we? Whereas we would put many Christians into mental asylums just for doing what Jesus said. And, and, and what's the title of this, this broadcast? Shift the Mountain. So let's look at what Jesus said about shifting mountains. Shifting mountains is important. It's crucial. It's crucial. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two. Just a scripture verse that I could just go on. Have faith in love. Trust in the love of God. Behold what manner of love. The God has poured out to us. We were talking about that yesterday. Yesterday was a was an awesome broadcast. I, I, I enjoyed yesterday's broadcast. Today, I'm enjoying today's broadcast because, the, you know, the Word of God is so rich. We should be able to open up the Word and just stir up our insides and just be able to speak the Word. It should be so on our heart, on our mind, in our thinking. Even when you're grumpy with the kids or the dog or the wife, or your wife, I should say. My wife, if I'm grumpy with my wife, even in those negative times, if we would just stir ourselves up, stir ourselves up and change the thought processes and focus and refocus back on the Word. Sometimes God starts to dig things out of your heart and, and, and you suddenly start to realize that I didn't realize that was still in there. God's been doing a little bit of that to me lately. Just showing me, well, you know what, you you, you don't know everything. And thank God I know that, but uh, I, I don't think I know it enough. Because us preachers want to want to kind of pr- pr- push this um, idea out that we know what we're doing. But we don't really. It's the Holy Ghost that's leading us and guiding us. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. <laughs> what does he say about shifting mountains? Let's get back on track. Verse 23 in Mark chapter 11. For verily I say unto you. That whosoever, are you a whosoever? I end most of my broadcasts 
with this idea that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, that word salvation is, is not just eternal. It's, it's, about, it's about health and healing and prosperity and your success. That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be you removed. Say unto this mountain. Now, Jesus was pointing at a real mountain, but he's just dealt with the fig tree, didn't he? He cursed the fig tree and it died because the fig tree wasn't producing fruit. So he cursed it. Maybe he was having a bad day. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? He did everything. It was a demonstration, wasn't it, of his the power in the words that he spoke. He wasn't just annoyed at a tree. He never did anything without seeing his father first doing. So it shows you that what God thinks of things that don't produce fruit. Jesus cursed it. And then the disciples were like, whoa, man, how'd you do that? He's already spoken to the sea, the winds, and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure they've already seen that by now. Peace be still. See, Jesus didn't ever pray about these things. He didn't pray and say, God, um, I really want to pray for this uh, fig tree. Um, it's not producing fruit. Um, can we help it produce some fruit? Uh, I know that, you know, over a period of time that, if something doesn't produce fruit, you, you're going to cast it into the into the fire. But now's not the time, God. You, let's have some grace and mercy to this tree. No, he, he, didn't, he didn't even talk to God about it. He just cursed it. He spoke directly to the tree. And the power of his words went down into the root of that tree and it died. So Jesus is following that up and saying, what, what's that? He says in other places, if you have faith, there's a mustard seed. And the mustard seed's tiny. You don't need a lot of faith to do things. God used his faith to create the whole world. So if faith was created, surely, uh, sorry, if the world was created by faith, surely the, the world can be moved around by faith. So your faith can look at a mountain, Jesus is saying, and it says whosoever. It doesn't say the believer, as in a born-again, spirit-filled believer. Not talking about that. There's a, a certain amount of authority just being a human being. Now, thank God we have the Spirit of God. Because then we have correct desires. Our desires are, are lined up with the Word of God. When we're operating with the Word of God, our effectiveness with our faith, because we've been given the measure of faith as a believer, it's going to be accurate. So when we speak to mountains, we not only we are starting to use the God kind of faith. We're not just using it in principle. We're actually using the God kind of faith that's been placed on the inside of us. We have got a pure heart, a heart that's alive unto God. The filters are clean. We've been freshly washed. So we speak correctly and things start to happen in line with the word of God because we're speaking the word of God. We're using the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith doesn't slip up and start cursing a person. No, the God kind of faith focuses on what's in front of them. And if there's an obstacle, we shift the mountain or whatever it is, whatever obstacle, whatever mountain is standing in your way, whether it be um, debt or whether it be sickness or disease. Jesus is saying to do something very specific here. He's saying, say to the mountain, speak to the mountain in the way. Don't call it your mountain. There's a song that people sing and it says uh, my fear um oh, i can't remember the line my fear is 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 oh, i've forgotten what the line is but it says my fear and and the love of god casts that out obviously but it says my fear and i, and I have an issue with that because as a believer 
I do not ever possess fear with my words. Fear cannot stand in your way, in God's way. Fear, that's something that like my fear can't stand in, 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 in the way. I, I, I'm rubbish at these lyrics songs. My wife is the worship leader. But if we c- correctly say fear cannot stand, that's speaking directly to the mountain that's in front of you. Don't possess the mountain. Don't own it. It's not your debt. <laughs> it's no longer your debt. Jesus paid the price for all of those things. If you will surrender yourself to God's will and God's plan and say, God, I'm casting the care. I'm giving you my problems. I'm giving you everything. It's no longer mine because I am being bought with a price. You said you'd meet all my needs according to your riches of glory. So it's no longer yours. You've cast it aside. Jesus has paid the price for it. So you speak to the mountain, not your mountain, to the mountain, whatever it is that's in your way. Sickness and disease, don't ever own sickness and disease. Don't ever say my headache or my arthritis or my bad back. You're taking a hold of those things. And remember what it says, if you speak to something and believe what you say, you're going to have what you say. If Christianity would just get this simple fact that what we say, because we are filled with the authority of God on this earth. Jesus said, go into all the world. He says, I've been giving you all authority. I've been giving the keys of, of heaven and hell. And now you go. Take the keys. Take the life that I have given you. Take the victory that I have given you. Take the success that I've given you. Take it and use it as an authoritative presence on this earth. We are an occupying force. We are an occupying a place we are we are the body of Christ we are body of the anointing we are here to destroy yokes and remove burdens the power of God is so available to us and it's at the tip of your tongue speak to the mountain you want to shift things out of your way talk directly to it and say devil you can't stop the words in my mouth sickness leave my body pain leave my body my body must come in line because my body does not see i don't need my body i do here yeah, like catch this i do not need my body if my body dies i go straight to heaven my body needs me to stay alive so you tell your body to get in line tell your body to feel fine Tell your body to to just work correctly. I speak life to my body. I speak the life of God, the healing power of God, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead makes alive my mortal body. And I just see it. It just bubbles up and health is produced. I speak to my heart. I command it to pump correctly. I speak to my lungs to breathe correctly. I speak to my liver. I speak to my arteries, my veins, my muscles, my bones. Body, you stay alive. Body, you stay in victory. I speak life to you. I place a hedge of protection around my body because the blood of Jesus has paid the price for me. Jesus died on the cross. By his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah feel like I'm preaching American there today. I am Canadian, so I have got a little bit of an excuse. And what do you say to that mountain? Exactly what I've just been saying. Words are creative. Thank you, David. And the mountain, what do you do? You speak to the mountain. Be thou 
removed and be thou cast into the sea. Uh, this is the crucial bit. It says say three times and believe once. But you see, it's easy for a believer to believe because that's what we're created to do. You just need to believe the right stuff. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe what? What are we to believe? That those things which he says shall come to pass. We're shifting mountains. We're not dealing with prayer requests or desires or stuff we need. We can maybe do that tomorrow. I think that's what we'll do tomorrow. We shift mountains today. Shift obstacles that are in your way by speaking directly to them. Not doubting in your heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. And for someone like me who talks a lot, I have to watch every word I say. My children are bouncing around upstairs. And as I wrap this broadcast up, a couple of minutes left, remember this. Your words, your words are what determine the destiny and the destination of your life. You see, when you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are creating and hooking up with God's grace and speaking out your destination. Heaven is your destination when you make Jesus Christ your Lord. And if you've never done that, the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's a free gift of eternal life. It's righteousness, right standing with God in Christ Jesus. In order to get there, you know, you might be feeling that, you know, if, if you got hit by a truck tomorrow, if you got hit by a car or you fell off a cliff or you died in your sleep, you don't know where you're going. Well, to make sure you know where you're going, just say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to enter into my heart today. I make you my Lord and my Savior. I confess with my mouth that you died and was raised from the dead. And I believe it. I thank you, Father, for making me a new creation. If you prayed that prayer today, go to my website, gospelpursuits.uk, click on the word Jesus and send me a link. Or sorry, not a link. Send me your testimony. Tell me what happened. And tell me that you prayed for it. I want to hear from you. But you see, when we want to shift mountains in our lives, one of the greatest mountain is the blindness to, to just not seeing that Jesus is alive. And if you've seen it today, seeing Jesus is alive, you make him Lord, you've shifted the greatest mountain out of your life. And that mountain of hell, the end result of hell, has changed to be a destination of glory and of life and of success. Heaven, eternal life. For all of those who've prayed that prayer for years, years ago, we have still got a responsibility to keep pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We have still got a chance to go forward and speak to every mountain that gets in our way, that rises up and throw it into the sea. Keep believing. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you for watching. Hallelujah. God is a good God and he is amazing. 
I will see you guys tomorrow. I think we'll uh, shift the to, to the next verse in this classic faith section of the Bible. Mark 11, 23, 24. We'll keep going on that. Shifting mountains. We're going to talk about desires tomorrow. I will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Enjoy your day. The weather today is a bit miserable, I'm, I'm afraid to say in Southport. It doesn't look very nice. My wife has gone off. She got the shopping, so I'm not really got much to do for the next 10 minutes or so. So have a great day. See you tomorrow. Feel good Friday. For tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.